Hello and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. And if you are coming back, welcome back. Hope you enjoy and are doing well. Uh, today we are going to be talking about another hidden gem movie, but I would like to welcome back my guest, Elise Dean. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I know I already asked you this, but how are you doing? I am doing swell. I mean, I can't complain. I yeah. work at a school. We've gotten through the semester. Phenomenal. And then now you have these like grandma. Like, oh, yes, like- I do. I have my little my little glasses chain because I kept setting my glasses down because, you know, the mask and the flogging of the glasses. Mm-hmm. And I kept forgetting where I put them. So now I can just beep boop take them off and then put them back on whenever i need them and i have convinced Mackenzie fink to also get glasses chains so like work mother like work child yes yeah um, uh yeah so we're 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 rocking the the glasses chains cool why not i've just given in to my 90 year old self yeah i, I mean, mean- you're at 30 you might as well just skip to like 90 (laughs) yes i mean why not you get to ride on a scooter you get to forget to pay for food at restaurants and not get in trouble who wouldn't want that life (laughs) (laughs) goals (laughs) (laughs) that is a life goal so anyway uh, today we are going to be talking about the 2009 comedy horror film Jennifer's Body. Yeah, we are. It was directed by Karin Kusama and written by Diablo Cody. The logline is a demonically possessed high school girl kills and eats her male classmates with her best friend striving to stop her. I received information from Wikipedia, IMDb, IndieWire, Vox, and BBC. Yeah, I remember like the first time I watched this, I think it was a few years ago when I was couch hopping at your place. And then mm-hmm. you came to me, it was like, do you want to see Jennifer's Body? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a movie everyone should see. Yes. So there's that. That's my defense. Yeah. Really good movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Uh, so in terms of cast, you have Megan Fox as Jennifer Check. You may know her from the Transformers franchise, This is 40, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action franchise. And a little show called Hope and Faith, yes. where I believe she played Faith Ford, who plays Hope, which is ironic. Z- daughter has Kelly Ripa in it too, so you know it's good oh cool cool cool, cool. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh next we have amanda seyfried as anita aka nettie lynn needy yeah. uh less less nikki yeah mm-hmm. uh, you made... complicated last name i know like my dyslexia is like is less <laughs> No, it's Nikki. <laughs> uh, you may know her from Mean Girls, Mamma Mia, Monk or Mank, uh, and Big Love, which is an HBO show. Also Veronica Mars. Yeah, I didn't know like for that 
role. I didn't know if she was part of the main cast or like a. She might be reoccurring because she's not in all of the episodes. Yeah. But definitely a huge part of the storyline. Cool. Uh, next, we have John, uh, Johnny Simmons as Chip Dove. You may know him from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He's a guy that says, you knocked the highlights out of her. <laughs> <laughs> He was also in The Perks of Being a Wallflower and the one season series from Netflix, Girl Boss. Ooh. Yeah. Next, we have Kyle Gallner as Colin Gray. You may know him from Veronica Mars, the TV Hey-o. show. Yep. Double, uh, double whammy. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Finest Hours, The Haunting in Connecticut. And the upcoming 2022 Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5. Which I am so excited for. Yeah. I hope that those guys do it right. I assume they will. They love it. But yeah, I mean, like, I think like most of the original cast is coming back. And Mm -hmm. then Kyle is like one of the newbies of the movie. So, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, next, we have J.K. Simmons as Mr. Robleski. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I couldn't even tell you. I think it's Robleski. I think, I think the W right. is, is silent. Yeah. You may know him from his famous role in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. And also probably one of the scariest movies ever made, Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's guard me for life. I, I would just say that. Yeah, it's very woo. It's yeah, a good one. very intense. Worth yeah. the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Juno as uh-huh. the father, and this I think HBO show called Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, Juno opposite Allison Janney. Yes. Chef's kiss. They're like oh. the best couple with like the uh, Stanley Tucci, and then that one woman from Easy A. They're like the best couples. Oh my God, Patricia Clarkson. Yes. Yes. God damn it. Maybe the four of them should do a movie. Also, the one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, J.K. Simmons, thank you. I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine since season one, but I'll take your word. He's in one episode and it's hilarious. Cool. Because it's J.K. Simmons. Like, what did he play as? He plays one of Holtz's old biffs gonna use language from the movie that we're currently talking about yeah and he basically like works at a craft store now even though he's one of the best detectives ever uh because uh, i can't remember it's just like a bunch of shit happened and so now he works at like like a like a michael's slash hobby lobby type type store and uh there like something happened oh somebody Somebody like steals something insignificant, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. God, what is it? A male, Jake received mail, but Scully op- opened it and it was like a glitter bomb and like a bunch of other stuff. So they're like trying to figure out who done it. Mm-hmm. And so he he like happens to be visiting and then he comes up to like solve the who done it. And it's, it's very funny. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll look into that episode. I'll probably just like try to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I heard it's like oh, really you good. Should. Okay, cool. It's very good. It's a go-to for me when I 
feel like boo-boo. Okay, cool. Next, we have Amy Sedaris as Tony Lesnicki. You may know her from Strangers with Candy, Made in Manhattan, At Home with Amy Sedaris, which was a TBS TV show, and this famous Netflix show, Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Yes, Bojack Horseman. Oh, I'm such a fan of Amy Sedaris. Oh yeah, love her. I just love. I just. I like the way her voice is. I like the way she says things. So it's phenomenal. I believe she's also she like guest stars uh, in uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I love her, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. I think she did. I'm not sure. Yeah, she plays uh, like a first wife, like Jacqueline. Yeah. Uh, Jane Krakowski and God there's this there's this part I can't tell you what's happening in the scene but Jane Krakowski's like no shoes on the rug and she's like running over and she like flop like flop kicks her heels off and just continues running over to Jane and it's so ugh comedic genius (laughs) I mean just like the movement it, yeah yeah that alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool uh sorry <laughs> no i'm just so stupid i'm hearing myself and i hate myself no i i understand like it's you have to watch the scene to like to you fully know. appreciate it yeah this isn't a visual thing though why did i bring it up <laughs> no I, I mean i get it i get it i just don't don't know how to transition that's fine let's just move on okay. <laughs> and then finally we have adam brody as nikolai wolf you may know him from the oc which was a like teen drama show promising young woman and ready or not as oh one God. of the brothers that is oh i love that movie yes that was great yeah oh, i know herb in it you cannot be bad i know it was so good and samara weaving samara weaving genuinely cannot be bad yeah it was really good like the minute that the trailer happened i was like oh my god i need to watch this mm-hmm, it was same. so great man maybe i'll watch that today Anyways, i think you should i think i think i will uh so in terms of the development the film was a follow-up to writer and producer diablo cody and jason reitman's collaboration on juno cody wrote the screenplay in 2006 around the same time she wrote juno the title of the film was from the song jennifer's body by courtney love's band hole the script was featured in the 2007 blacklist unsurprising yes and for those of you who don't know what black the blacklist is it's basically kind of a list of all these unproduced scripts that are really good that need to be you know sold or produce that type of thing in October 2007, Fox Atomic preemptively purchased the rights to Cody's script with Megan Fox to star. 
Peter Rice, who was at the time overseeing Fox Searchlight and Fox Atomic, brought in the project as Fox Searchlight had previously distributed Juno. And apparently, Blake Lively was originally going to play Jennifer, but she turned down the role due to scheduling conflicts with Gossip Girl. Listen, I accept that, but I do wonder what the movie would have been like with Blake Lively. I know. Like, she would have to, like, wear, like, have black hair, because I don't, I don't know. Like, it's... Do you think? I mean, like, maybe she could, like, go... Well, I would say she would have to have a darker hair because Amy Seyfried has blonde, so it would be kind of, like, blonde. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know? That's, That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Megan Fox is the right choice here. I oh agree. yeah, but that would that would have been a completely different movie. I don't know if I would have liked it or if I would have loved it. Yeah, because I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to prepare for her role, Megan Fox lost around fifteen pounds. To Why? I have no idea. And to stay out of the sunlight. I guess like she wanted to... What is this parenthetical? 97 pounds. She was 97 pounds? Yeah. No, that's not okay. I hope she gained the 15 pounds back. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, she had kids after that. So I'm pretty sure she had to. (laughs) That's good. God, she needs to eat a sandwich. That's all I was thinking throughout watching this film. That's what I think a lot. Like she needs to eat a sandwich. I know. Yeah. Too tiny of a waist. This is my left butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone was considered for the role of Needy. Uh, and wow. Brie, yeah. And Brie Larson auditioned for the same role. Wow. Okay. So Megan Fox and Emma Stone. No. Blake Lively and Emma Stone, what would that movie have been? Who's to say? Again, don't know if I would have liked it or if I would have loved it. <laughs> I and think you would have liked it. Well, um, and anyways, <laughs> holy hell. Yeah. And uh, Pete Wentz and Joel Madden were considered to play the role of Nikolai because they originally thought of having actual band members oh you know, to play sure, the role yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense to me yeah but they eventually gave the role to adam brody yeah uh in 2008 in january karen kusama took over as director she stated that she loved the script because it was very original and imaginative and her, Cody, and Reitman knew the film would be R-rated because of the language. At the very least. Yes. I love it. Hershey's chocolate syrup was used for Jennifer's black vomit with CGI animation. Okay, now that is fascinating. Also, could you imagine the smell on set? It's just sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, I know I've just vomited, but <laughs> does anybody else just, like, want to grab, like... I don't know, an ice cream sundae and just smash it on in the floor and then pick it back up? Or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there, there were jokes about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jennifer's last name was initially intended only to be a placeholder name. Cody uses the phrase check to express the filling of various required roles. So it'd be like Jennifer check, needy check type of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Mm -hmm. The demon who possesses Jennifer closely resembles a succumbus. Succubus. From, succubus from Jewish, Christian, and Sumerian mythology slash theology. Wow, succubi. Yeah. And wow. the photo that I I have is the closest to what it is without what being over sexualized in any way. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. Now I just want to talk about Lost Girl, but that's a different, entirely different. It's a show. Okay. It's very like, good. From where? It's Canadian sci-fi. You know I love Canadian sci-fi. <laughs> oh wow. And, uh, and uh, it's it's about a succubus. Her name is Bo. Uh-huh. And she doesn't know that she's what is called Faye. And mm-hmm. she learns that she that there's like all of these like mythical creatures that do exist. They're called Faye. And in the pilot, she has to choose between being a light fae or a dark fae. And then she chooses humans. And so it's like a case of the week. Bo like helps the, both the light and the dark fae do, do crap. And, and she's got a human best friend who's great. And she's got very amazing sexual chemistry with a werewolf and also very amazing sexual chemistry with a human lady doctor. The werewolf is a guy. And I genuinely, speaking as a lesbian, do not know between the two of them which one I want her to pick ever because holy God. Uh, yeah. You, you'd think as a lesbian that I would choose the doctor, but sometimes I just don't know. I don't know. My bisexual is like, why can't you have both? <laughs> exactly. I often think that. I'm like, why not just a thruple? Let's delve into polyamory here, folks. Anyways, it's very good. You should watch it. Okay. (laughs) I'll look into that. When the Me Too movement happened, the film gained a strong cult following. Yes, it did. That's great. I I did not know that because I believe when I introduced you to it, this was pre-2017. Yes. And I was like, it's bad. And I know it's bad. I believe I said something like that. But then I also said, but I fucking love it. Um, And it's only because that's what I've only ever read was that people hated it. And I never understood why I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you told me like to just like have low expectations on it, I was like, okay, no worries. And then when I watched, I was like, wow, it's not that bad. Like, (laughs) it's pretty funny. Yeah, she kills some people, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point, is, is, is it's funny. Oh, man, I just had a flashback to when we watched Hereditary in the theater, and you and I started laughing our asses off very loudly during a part that we probably shouldn't have. Yeah. spoil that movie. Yeah, I think that was, like, the one moment where we were like, yeah, we're the only people that get that this is a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the serious horror film. Anyway, mainly because people 
understand the over-sexualization of Megan Fox and Mm -hmm. her mistreatment in the industry. Mm -hmm. So following her breakout role in Transformers, Fox was labeled as a sex symbol and the next Angelina Jolie. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So There's a lot to unpack there, and I don't even know how to start. Yeah. So the studio's all-male marketing department Ugh. misunderstood the point of Jennifer's of body. Did. Yes. <laughs> and view the film as a sex romp for straight teenage boys. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. And Roger Eberts later described the film as Twilight for Boys. That is fucked. Yeah. So the marketing team go on to create the infamous movie poster with Megan Fox in a miniskirt with a tank top doing a leg emphasizing pose on a school desk. What the hell does that mean? It's basically just like spread eagle. What's happening? No, it's like her, her like legs are like in a certain way to be like, oh, I'm sexy. Like, I don't know. (laughs) What are you? What's happening? You're doing kitty paws. (laughs) One second. I'll I'll show. (laughs) This is what it looks like. Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. (laughs) Yes, that was the original one. Oh no, that's not okay. Yeah. But but I'll show it on Instagram and be like, this is the infamous poster. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody and Kusama stated the marketing team also wanted to create a promotional stunt involving an amateur porn site with Fox hosting live chats. What the actual fuck? Yes, both women immediately rejected that and told them that they are not doing what they're supposed to do who's like you know what this movie needs that's about this exact subject an amateur porn site yeah who decides to who what how did they get there how did they get to that point where they were like amateur porn that's that's what we should market this as there's no porn in this no like there's not a porny show or movie or whatever yeah like she I would... kills dudes <laughs> that's what the movie is about it's about her killing people <laughs> yeah i remember like one of the articles that i read when they were comparing jennifer's body to twilight they were saying that well that wouldn't make sense because in twilight robert patton pattinson had is like shirtless for like majority of the film same with taylor lautner but with jennifer's body megan is only like shown like nude from like the shoulder up you yeah. know or like from the backside. you never see like her chest there's no titties yeah i don't know rightfully so yeah it's not that kind of movie she kills people <laughs> she she throws some jokes this is my not tit like- <laughs> This is not like a like a weird, gross '90s horror where we're running into the woods at full speed and the monsters running halfway behind us because we've just boned. This is no. like this is like 1970s feminist horror. Yes, yeah. very much like that. Anyways, yeah, let's move on. 
During her press tour for the film, Fox stated that people viewed her as negative, having bad intentions, and acting shallow and selfish because of the because, marketing for the character. Yeah, which she clearly has no control over. Yeah. Uh, Diablo Cody uh, was labeled as a one-hit wonder because this was her second film and second script of her career. And I yeah. think this is right after Juno. So it's like she just won an Oscar. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Fox stated that the backlash against the movie proved the points it was trying to make about misogyny and the difficulties of being a teenage girl. Absolutely. Cheers to Megan Fox. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Thank you, Megan Fox. Um, That's so true. Yes. Uh, the film garnered an unofficial musical in 2018. And Elise just looked it up on like the web. I did. There's songs and stuff on YouTube that I will be watching later today. Yeah. Highly suggest it. Uh, the same year, the show, the, sorry, the film showed up on New York Times list of great horror movies directed by women. Wow, nine years after the after it released. That's yes. excellent to know. Yes. And now that, you know, the Me Too movement happened, they mm-hmm. changed the film to be seen as a revenge fantasy. Yes, that's what it is. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah fantasy i like those words together oh yeah going into the film the film begins at a mental asylum with anita aka needy les nikki you did great (laughs) thank you Uh, she is known as the kicker because she kicks the guards and doctors if they cross her yeah kicker k-i-c-k-e-r and during one of her lunch breaks one of the doctors advises her to eat more than just a pop tart causing needy to kick her and the funny part of that about this was that someone was like oh no she didn't (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny i don't i don't think i heard i don't think i heard that but i love that that happened yeah. I just remember seeing like a lot of the the other women were just like oh but they cut to this one girl who was like or they like panned to this one girl who was like in line getting her food and she just had this face like oh <laughs> like yeah. wide eyes and like an O oh for her mouth and I was like same <laughs> yeah <laughs> needy is restrained and taken to solitary confinement and in a voiceover, Needy talks about how she got here. Flashback to, I'm assuming one year earlier, Needy cheers on her friend Jennifer Check as she p- performs this color guard routine for a school rally. I have a Can't lot to explain. talk about right yes. here. Yes. <laughs> Can't <laughs> explain. Because I was in color guard. So there's a lot to unpack, just so much. So Color Guard doesn't wear cheer uniforms, number one. We have our own shit. Number two, I love Megan Fox. I'm going to put a blanket statement out there, but whoever taught her how to do that was incorrect because that's not how you do that. So what she's doing, she's doing 
the very first thing you ever learn in color guard which is a drop spin and she's doing it wrong there's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with it so first of all i don't know why i'm i'm just very huffed about it because it pisses me off this is like this is like pitch perfect two all over again when the flag goes down your hand is supposed to reach under not over which she reaches oh she reaches on top of her other hand not under it which is incorrect that's like a blight on color guard just generally speaking that's like for my for where i went to school and was doing color guard that was like if we consistently did it that was a lap so that's number one number two poor megan is wrapping her thumb around the pole which is just asking for a broken thumb Mm-hmm. your thumb's supposed to line the pole with it and she's like i mean i've seen it happen i almost did it myself if you do it you will break your thumb so guess i'm glad she didn't do that but oh my god i was so mad and then later she calls it flags and i'm like that's not what it's called <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like i almost miss flags practice and i'm like oh my gosh oh god i cannot handle this (laughs) oh i was pissed i've always been pissed every time i see it that came out my wow i'm aging myself that came out my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. slash i guess depending on when it came out my first year of college so i was like you know very very close to color grad at the time and i was fucking pissed (laughs) <laughs> I'm still fucking pissed about it, but I can laugh. Uh, it's just like it's not that hard. If you're gonna write a flag girl, which first of all, hate that word, hate those that term. It's uh-huh. more color guard. If you're gonna write something with color guard in it, then like hire someone that knows how to do something or <laughs> research. Like, yeah, don't just hire like a random person that's like, oh yeah, this looks normal. <laughs> it's not that hard. There's like so many, so many people in band. It takes a lot of people to make a marching band. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But congrats to making it seem like they were cheerleaders, I guess. Yeah. Like now that, um, because like after I worked on your set for the March of the Band Nerds, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, why is she wearing a cheerleading outfit? Like. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. And I'm like, shouldn't shouldn't they have someone else do it? Rather, you know what I mean? Like have an actual color guard do it, not having cheerleaders do it. I don't know. Yeah. Because because that's the thing too is like, if the, if if this is as small a town as they make it out to be, then I would doubt that they have any kind of marching band at all. So there would be no no need for for a color guard and for flags. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. That's my rant for the day. I'll try to just give Woody asides from now on. <laughs> no worries. I mean, if you have more rants, I will let you away. know. Yeah. Uh, it just pisses me off. Now I'm just replaying it in my mind. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Needy and jennifer have been friends since childhood 
And the funny part is as Needy is cheering Jennifer on from the stands, one of the students states, you're totally lesby gay. (laughs) Yeah. God, what an excellent pun. Oh, yeah. And then Needy denies it and continues cheering. Mm -hmm. And in between classes, Jennifer asks Needy if she can bail her boyfriend, Chip, to attend a rock concert with her. Mm-hmm. He was hesitant at first, but gives in. And while she gets ready at her house, Chip, who is like hanging out, uh, tells Needy that Jennifer isn't a good friend for her. Needy denies it. And they kind of go into like this almost going to give this guy a blowjob moment before <laughs> Jennifer comes in. It's like, quit tamponing yourself and get down here. <laughs> yeah. God, is this a part where she talks about sandbox love? Yeah. One of my favorite moments is when she says sandbox love never dies in the voiceover. Yes. And then uh and then I think like Chip was like like kind of standing nearby them while like Jennifer and Needy talk. And then Jennifer's like, Don't be so jello, Chip. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm not jello. And she's like, You are your lime green jello. And I shit you not i say that so often because you know like people like they're like i feel like like the mass the masses and the youths have said like jelly for jealous but i have always said lime green jello and this is where i got that from and people think that i'm the wittiest person when they actually ask me what i mean by lime green jello yeah and then i have to tell them that i it's not my own i didn't create it <laughs> but in fact i got it from an excellent horror film (laughs) yeah you borrowed it (laughs) i borrow it i i you know to be fair i borrow a lot of things from a lot of things when i use words i mean a lot of people do that it's totally fine (laughs) yeah but i Um, i mean i use it i use it a lot yeah anyways jennifer and needy head to this biker bar and they meet a couple of guys from their school roman who is played by chris pratt yeah (laughs) stops by and tries to rekindle his fling with jennifer she shuts him down before notifying needy about their horrible anal sex moment yeah and uh can we note that roman is not a high schooler he just graduated the police academy yes which is just fucking horrendous oh yeah she like hits on him and he's Uh like no 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 we can't do that you know like i just graduated the academy and then he's like i mean we can't do it here and i'm like oh fuck off (laughs) hate that guy yeah so just then the band low shoulder arrives and sets up their equipment wanting to hook up or be a groupie for one of the members jennifer takes needy with her and tries to flirt with the men jennifer then goes to the bar to buy the members drinks while needy goes to play one of the pinball machines nearby and while there needy overhears nikolai the band leader telling the bases that they should go after jennifer thinking that they wanted to have sex with her because she's quote-unquote experience. Needy tells them that Jennifer is actually a virgin. So during the band's performance, a fire starts causing panic, 
uh, Needy takes Jennifer and the two of them escape through the bathroom window. And as the two are in a state of shock, Nikolai finds them and asks the ladies to join the band in the woods. Uh, Needy refuses, but Nikolai hands Jennifer a drink and takes her to the van. He not only hands her a drink, he, he like pushes it into her mouth. Yeah. He pushes the bottom of the cup up so that she's like forcibly drinking. Yeah. The, uh, so, you know, Adam Brody's a real delight. He's definitely an honorable man uh, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think like this this is like kind of like a moment where it's like Needy has like feels that something's going to happen to Jennifer and mm-hmm. wants to try to stop it thinking that she's yeah. going to be assaulted, but yeah. she's unable to make herself uh stop the whole thing because I guess she's still in a state of shock. Yeah. So upset, Needy goes home, but finds Jennifer in her kitchen covered in blood. Yeah, it's quite quite an image. And I don't think we've mentioned up to this point, Needy has this uh, very kind of almost like twin telepathy type of connection with Jennifer. Mm -hmm. So like when she got the feeling of, you know, of... uh, something bad's gonna happen to jennifer and she can't like you know yeah the decision for her or whatever like it's like she's wrecked yeah it's like she know, like uh, she knows that something has happened to jennifer so like when when we when when jeanette said upset she's like about to lose it yeah and then she even calls chip like talk to like talk to someone about this and like there's like a moment where she thinks someone is inside the house or like is um, at the front door. But when she checks the front door, no one's there. So Chip is like, oh, like it might not be like important. Like you should just like rest and such. So she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll do that. And as she's like going upstairs, she hears something in the kitchen and that's where she finds Jennifer. Yeah. So Jennifer tries to eat a roast chicken from the fridge, which there's kind of a funny quote because Needy is like, oh, like my mom bought that from Boston Market. (laughs) (laughs) She told me not to touch it. (laughs) And then then she just like, like tries to down the almost the whole chicken, it seems like. Yeah. Then Jennifer like kind of is like, like hacking or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah and then she just throws up this unknown black vomit it's like i mean over half of the kitchen floor yes and needy's face is just like what the actual fuck it's insane yeah so jennifer then like takes hold of needy and shoves her against this wall about to bite her neck but she stops herself and leaves without saying sorry or anything well she asks her if she's scared yeah she's like are you scared and Nadie's like yeah and then she's like okay or something like that and then just walks away yeah and it's just like what in the actual hell oh yeah and then needy spends the rest of the night trying to clean up the mess 
So the next day, uh, Jennifer arrives in, I'm assuming the science class that they have uh, with no wounds and just acting normal, but with like an attitude. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a, not, yeah, stuck up, stuck up and kind of selfish, like, like classic mean girl. Yeah. Kind of an attitude. Regina Georgie. Yes. And Needy is like, what's going on? And ask her if she remembers what happened last night. But Needy's like full on PTSD, just like staring at a, yeah, at the desk until Jennifer comes in. Mm -hmm. And then when she asks Jennifer about if she remembers what happened last night, Jennifer tells her that she's seeing things. And after class, Needy expressed her concerns about Jennifer to Chip, but like Jennifer, Chip doesn't believe her. Mm -hmm. And after school, Jennifer meets up with one of the football players named Jonas and invites him to have sex in the woods. (laughs) Which are conveniently just like a hop skip from the field. Yes. It's like you just like walk off the field and you're in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Very surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jennifer seduces Jonas before killing him and eating his guts. Yeah, and there's kind of like a little funny moment because when Jennifer is seducing him, there's like a bunch of animals just hanging out and like staring at them. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah, and then he's, he's weirded out about it, and he points it out, and I'm like, bro, same. And then Jennifer, exact same thing. And then Jennifer is like, "Oh, they're just here to like watch the event." And he's like, "What event?" Yeah. And then she opens her mouth and it just yeah. goes after him. She opens her mouth and then like her mouth, it's like she unhinges her jaw and like her skin temporarily rips from the corners of her mouth. So it's full on like demoness snake like situation. Yes. So while Jennifer is killing him mm-hmm. at the parking lot, Mr. Robleski is hearing they screams. Yeah. So he hears screams and then he's like, yep, let it out. <laughs> let it out. Because he's very, you know, like they, in that science class with, with, with Jennifer being, you know, normal yeah. and vibrant even like she's like full of color which i think is a very i like that i like the choice that they go with there um cinematically he he's like telling them like you know like don't worry about who's popular and who's not we all just need to be there for each other and so he's very like on about the grief so he's like let it out (laughs) Uh, oh mind you for some reason they gave him a hook for a hand too yeah still baffled on the choice there it seems just random well i mean i think it kind of is like trying to make him look like very eclectic because he has jerry curl hair going on and like these like 1970s like wide rim glasses Mm -hmm. so i guess yeah anyways so he he uh i'll let you continue yeah so he's like okay let out let out you know you gotta grieve (laughs) but then he he's kind of concerned so he goes and checks 
on whoever's screaming in the woods. Well, the on- scream just stopped. Yeah. So it was like, ah! and then he was like, what in the hell? Yeah. So he goes to inspect. Yeah. He goes to inspect and then finds Jonas's body. And there's kind of a funny part in the, well, it's, I mean, it is dark, but it's a little funny when Jonas's body is taken in by police. uh, His parents are there. Mm-hmm. and his father vows to find the man and cut his balls and uh hang them like the door knockers rich people own that will be your balls <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he okay. does this like very funny speech like he's yelling he's like i'm going to find you and cut your balls and i'm going to nail them on my front door kind of like the door knockers rich people own that will be your balls that that was his speech yeah <laughs> <laughs> that will be your balls wow if yeah. only if only he knew yeah if only it's a feminist mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer calls Needy that night to tell her about her new powers, but Needy receives a call from Chip asking her to meet up with him at the park, and when she does, Chip informs Needy about Jonas's death, and one month later, Mr. Robleski tells the class that Low Shoulder will be offering to donate 3% of their proceeds uh, from their new album to the victim's family. Uh, and Needy argues that the move is very crass, only to be shut down by another classmate. The same girl that called her lesbian gay, by the way. Yeah, because she's saying that, no, they really do care. And then she says, it's true. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. And Needy, you know, rolls her eyes. Yeah. Needy also in this time like to let us know that it's been a month she like has this voiceover of like the grieving process you know really did did happen but but over over time we we started to move on and we started to smile again and this that, and the other mm-hmm. and then you know we move right on into this class it's on wikipedia <laughs> and uh by now jennifer right now is like unhealthy and very cranky um and her hair is dull and lifeless yeah she's like i feel like a normal person (laughs) yeah my face is breaking out i'm like a normal girl (laughs) so while needy and jennifer walk down the hallway colin uh who's this very emo uh 2000 yeah 2009-esque emo colin tries to ask jennifer out on a date uh, he wants to take her to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, but she thinks that he's talking about Rocky, the Sylvester Stallone movie, and mm-hmm. she says, "I don't under, I don't want to go see a sport movie." Yeah. <laughs> but after Colin is like about to walk away, Jennifer changes her mind and instead offers to have a date at her place and watch aqua marine <laughs> she's like half sushi <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he accepts the counter offer 
and needy and, and she shit. only does this after needy says that she thinks that colin is cool yeah mind you yeah needy and chip decide to hang out at his house and they basically are planning to have sex for the first time while colin meets up with jennifer at this i think developmental area it's like just houses are are still being you know built but they're not ready yet to be sold type of thing yeah 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 yeah. so uh colin goes to one of the houses and finds jennifer there jennifer like kind of flirts with him but also makes him very nervous and scared um before killing him (laughs) yeah well no so can we talk about the conversation for a second yeah yes go ahead because it made even now like when i watched it last night i was like oh no because he's like this isn't really your house is it and she's like no baby this is our house and i was like well she's like she's like you can be the daddy and i could be the mommy and i was just like i feel very uncomfortable right now (laughs) no baby this is our house (laughs) oh no if only he knew and i think it's i think it's added the uncomfortable is added just because you know what's about to happen yeah no baby this is our house yeah and then her eyes change and then he's like oh fuck like (laughs) irises yeah yeah her irises turn white so all you see is the pupil and then they go back to like i guess hazel is the color that they're supposed to be in this movie yeah i think so but it i mean full-on white yeah and then he's like oh shit (laughs) and then he gets killed and then he gets killed and then you get to see her jaw unhinge in a shadow type situation and that is cooler than watching the watching it dead on oh yeah yeah so while that is happening needy and chip are having sex so while they're having sex you don't see anything but needy has her like senses going like she kind of feels something is going wrong yeah um and then she looks at the foot of the bed and sees jonas like a decomposed jonas with jennifer just perched right next to him like a demon (laughs) yes i mean she's full-on kind of almost gray too which is very cool in my opinion but like i mean she's like she looks like a gargoyle yeah and needy is like panicking but chip is like oh like she likes this so he keeps going but she's like no stop stop and then she's trying to explain to him that like she's seeing stuff like she's seeing blood on the ceiling and Mm -hmm. but he doesn't understand so she just leaves in a panic and as she's driving home she spots jennifer crossing in -hmm. front of her oh chip by the way is a total gentleman and he's very worried that he's done something wrong yeah do we i just feel like we in in this movie with the stuff we've talked about thus far i need to put that in there yeah yeah at the when she's telling him to stop he's like oh did i hurt you like he's like trying to he's very concerned yeah and then she just leaves and i'm like that poor guy he thinks that he's hurt her in some way and she just let she dipped i mean there was like a funny joke where he's like was my 
dick too hard like so, too big what, so too big yes yeah, i mean he's like almost excited but also mortified yeah he's like very mixed emotions right now yeah he's, he's having a lot of mixed emotions but yeah i mean like like but it's funny because they're both right like chip is chip has a right to be mortified and scared and terrified because needy just left but needy also has is completely in the right to dip out yeah and it's just one of those situations where you're like i hope those kids work it out i know they would have been a great couple with like two and a half kids you know yeah. <laughs> anyways so so needy drives home and she spots jennifer crossing in front of her she manages to avoid hitting her but jennifer just slant like jumps on her Down windshield on, yeah yeah and it cracks. It. yeah and she does gargoyle pose but she's dressed now and mm-hmm. she just like stares at her with her mouth and clothes all all bloody as shit yeah and needy is like screaming she's freaking the fuck out like naturally i mean this poor girl she's in high school her undead best friend has covered in blood again in in the span of what a month and a half <laughs> it's just like wrecked she, her mom's car she was just about to you know consume like her virginity <laughs> and end it yeah well i don't know if i don't know it seemed like they had done it before i don't I, know though i couldn't I, I did not understand if they had done it or not before I, I think it might have been their first time because he was like oh because like in the beginning of the scene he's like oh like I, I brought like fragrance this fragrance like incense or something mm-hmm. to make it smell good you yeah know. <laughs> you know courtship Everything to court- <laughs> as a high school boy <laughs> it's uh you know plug it in plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> gotta plug oh, it God. in before he plugs it in i'm sorry it was there and i felt the need to say it and now i regret it i regretted it as soon as i got <laughs> it but i said it anyways uh no i mean it was fine it was good mm-hmm you were broken Yes. Needy returns home and she kind of like goes to the couch in the living room and falls asleep. And I'm I'm assuming like maybe a couple of hours later she wakes up, realizes like oh she needs to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to her bedroom only to encounter Jennifer thinking this is a slumber bar- party. Yeah, she's all clean and shit now and you're just like, "Huh?" And also, she's bright and vibrant. There are no breakouts on her skin. Her hair is bright and full of life, as opposed to dull and lifeless. Man, I was trying to find a better a better antonym there, but uh, yeah. So obviously, something's happened with Jennifer. <laughs> uh, so Jennifer and Needy kind of have like a lesbian moment because jennifer because <laughs> jennifer like seduces her like she's like perched on like the bed yeah she's like getting closer to needy who's like like on like outside of the bed like she's standing yeah. like right next to it 
and then they kind of kiss they like kiss and then they go almost into a makeout session but then needy stops is like no this is this is inappropriate like <laughs> i wouldn't say they almost go i mean it's full on like like jennifer like falls back on the bed with her and they're full i mean i would say full on making out okay before she freaks out as a lesbian who had yet to come out at this time in my life I had a lot of mixed feelings when I first saw this movie. <laughs> As a lesbian who grew up Southern Baptist, <laughs> let me input that also, who had who was questioning her sexuality when this movie came out. I had a lot of mixed feelings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for me at the time, I was still not realizing that, oh, like there are bisexual people out there in the world. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. So you can like both women and men mm-hmm. <laughs> in my my side. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, when Needy stops her, she asks. Jennifer laughs. Yeah. She, like she, Jennifer laughs. And then Needy's like, what's going on? You're acting strange. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jennifer decides to tell her what happened yeah. after they separated at you know after the fire it flashbacks to the fire scene and jennifer goes into the uh creeper van with the band and they drive her to the woods to stop at the devil's kettle uh waterfall and jennifer like during the drive she's like oh like i really think you need you probably should prefer having an experienced person like i'm a virgin you don't need me you know like she was trying to like coax she them thinks and- that they they want she thinks she asks if they if they're gonna rape her and then nobody says anything and yeah. then she's like she thinks i mean you know high school kid logic in 2009 without all the murder podcasts in the world yeah she she thinks that telling them that she's a virgin will be less appealing to them as rapists yeah than the fact that she's just there you know Mm -hmm. and uh so she's yeah so she's like she's like i'm i'm a virgin i've never had sex i don't even know how to how to how to do it you should find somebody else and uh which i mean she tried yeah and um when they parked the vehicle uh jennifer tries to escape only to be captured she like full-on kick i mean talk about a kicker she full-on kicks yeah uh, the bro out of the car out of the van and like tries to like run yeah but adam brody is just repulsive so yeah knew it was gonna happen and and made sure to to just kind of scoop her on up because Mm -hmm. she was 97 pounds (laughs) yes the band binds her and they take her like kind of like on the edge of the cliff next to the waterfall and they perform a satanic ritual the bassist hesitates being like should we really sacrifice her to satan like i don't really think this is worth it but nikolai states that they have to sacrifice a virgin if they want to be the next maroon five before they realize of this thing called super bowl (laughs) 
Yeah. And the po- the moment that Adam Levine took off that shirt, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> that was very cringy. They, you know, if they knew, they would have said something else other than Maroon 5, but I totally yeah. understand what they That's were trying nice. to shoot for. But anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Nikolai takes out his Bowie knife and is about to, you know, kind of has it like above his head and mm-hmm. right before he begins to stab jennifer the band sings eight six seven five three oh nine song the jenny mm-hmm. song jenny i got your number oh i don't know if we're allowed to sing sorry um, i mean like i think you're fine yeah okay. at that don't sing after that <laughs> i won't i won't but uh they, so it's 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 repulsive but also very comedic because like he like reads this like thing the seance whatever not seance but like this like curse thing or whatever yeah to, like get them famous one of the other band members is like bro that's it because it's just a folded up piece of paper and he's like yeah i got it off the internet <laughs> and uh and then he's like all right and he starts reading it and he's like oh wait and he like yoinks down jennifer's like um gag and he's like what's your name and then she's like, my name is Jennifer. And then he's like, okay, great. And then and then she starts to like, you know, scream and freak out and stuff. And then he's like, he's like about to do it. And then he's like, oh, wait. and then he, he starts saying the lines of the verse of the song. And then he, and then they all just start singing eight, six, seven, five, three, nine. And then 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 he then he stabs the shit out of her just like mid eight, it's like eight six stab <laughs> yeah it was like whoa. stab 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 and i was like whoa this holy is- lord because he's very dramatic with the stabbing too like he's going like on his tippy toes fully extended and then down onto high school jennifer's body jennifer's <laughs> body <laughs> insert title boom (laughs) you're welcome uh so after uh the band leaves jennifer states that she woke up and she 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 found needy i believe first she went to needy's house first no so no it, it actually was that she woke up and she was walking down like the road going back to like i guess needy's i thought house. she went to needy's house first and then left because she was very hungry no i no it was she's walking down the road and it finds ah Ahmet, which was uh-huh. the foreign foreign exchange student and then allegedly died in the fire yeah so she was asking him like oh like does your parents know that you're alive like does anyone know you're alive and then he's like shaking his head so then he she takes him to the woods because she's very hungry and then kills him behind closed doors and then yeah but i thought that that was like so i thought she went to needy's house first did the throwing up of the chocolate syrup and then almost bit needy because she was so hungry and then as she was walking back to her place she ran into Amit. maybe maybe it was that because she was hungry because she says like when she's telling the story and it's her voiceover she's like i don't know why but i just knew what i needed in order to feel full yeah 
and then she goes to school the next day looking at, to be to be British. Fit as fuck, mate. <laughs> yeah, she she later tells Needy that she has to eat people in order to regain her strength and power. And then she also shows Needy that she can like heal herself. Yeah, she stabbed herself right in the arm. <laughs> Yeah, and then she was like, this is like X-Men shit. Like Yeah. Yeah. She like she stamps herself, she stamps herself with a pin, a ballpoint pin, by the way, not even a fine point, mm-hmm. and drags it across like like long ways on her arm. Mm-hmm. Um, trigger warning. And then and then they both just like watch it heal itself. And then she goes, X-Men shit. <laughs> So shocked, Needy just orders Jennifer to leave. And then Jennifer just like rolls her eyes and is like, oh, whatever. And then just leaves. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But she, so she, so, so Needy is like, you, she's like, get out of my house or leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer goes to the, to the, to the window, which Needy's room is on the second story. Yeah. And then Needy's like, what are you doing? She's like, um, you told me to leave. And then she jumps out of the window. And then Needy like goes over to the window, shook, and like starts looking around. There is no Jennifer. She's already escaped. Yes. Is she flying somewhere? Can she fly? What's going on there? I mean, is we'll find out. Supergirl? That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll find out later. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm assuming weeks have gone by because Needy uh, goes to the library with this small section of satanic um, like books. And occult books, yeah. Yeah. So she researches and then tells Chip about her findings. Yeah, that ba- the, the whole like succubus type of thing. She's found mm-hmm. all that information. Yeah, and then she notes that Jennifer has a demon inside of her, and the only way for them to kill her is when she is weak and hungry. Uh, Chip believes that she's overreacting about Jennifer and asks her to think more about the spring formal coming up. Mm -hmm. And then this is where Needy tells him that they shouldn't go to the dance together in fear that Jennifer is going to kill him upset chip leaves thinking that they broke up and at the spring formal needy tries to look for jennifer while chip is getting ready for the dance and yeah, heads he over to go anyways mm-hmm. and then his mom gives him a pepper spray bottle mm-hmm. and then he's like mom i don't need that i've been doing bow flicks <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at the machine it's like no here take this <laughs> <laughs> i believe that the woman playing the mom is in i'm not i never mind i won't i won't go she's in an episode of Grey's anatomy and she's very funny in that episode of Grey's anatomy and that's all i have to say about that yeah i think i i honestly do feel that she was in some show because i remember her face before She's got a very distinct voice as well mm-hmm. in like the cool way. She she's on a comedy and I can't place what comedy. But she's yeah. she's on like she's on funny shit. Yeah. And like she she kind of looks like a type of mom that would play a very good Karen. You know what I mean? 
Mm, yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah, I think she, because I do remember there was probably one show or like movie she played in where she was like the Karen <laughs> mm-hmm. and was like complaining to the manager and like, you know, there was like a scene in that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Pretty notable face. Yes. Chip heads to the dance and then he crosses the park that was seen earlier in the film. And while he's walking there, Jennifer catches up with him and tells him that they should be together. Mm -hmm. um, Claiming that Needy didn't like him in the first place. And the two uh, kiss like I guess like underneath like she, a bunch she's of trees. very coercive she she like she's very full-on like manipulating chip mm-hmm. as she's I mean as any demon would yeah uh, but she's she's very she's like putting ideas in his head that don't make sense and he probably wasn't thinking until she said them type of a it's that type of a of a seduction and a let's go to the to the to ye old pool house that doesn't really run anymore yeah it's like an abandoned pool house that they go to because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like it, it looks amazing the pd oh my god oh yeah amazing. yes amazing congrats pd i congrats, don't PD. yeah I, I didn't look up your name but um yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> while uh jennifer and chip go to the pool house needy senses that chip is in danger and leaves the dance to go find him and there was like a scene in between the pool house and needy leaving the dance where she goes to chip's house thinking that chip was there and his mom is like no he just left like 15 minutes ago and so needy leaves and finds chips like flower like kind of um the what do you corsage. call it? yeah corsage on the ground and then oh wait sensi- i think for if it's the one that goes on his suit i think that's a buccaneer i could be wrong but it's like a corsage for men basically yeah. so she finds the corsage and goes to the pool house mm-hmm. and she makes it in time right after jennifer bites chip's neck yeah yeah but so 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 she knew it was chip because of the sandbox love the connection never dies yeah so it's like she was channeling jennifer and she felt chip's lips on jennifer and then so she knew that chip that she had chip somewhere which i thought was fascinating because i had never noticed that before in the many times that i had seen this movie i was like man needy just knows or it's like i just like was like oh it's the connection but it's like no like she touches her lips like she knows that it was chip's kiss and i was like oh my god that was i noticed that for the first time last night i was like something new every time yeah yeah i think like after watching it like the second time i was like wow like i didn't know that there was this kind of like like kind of um almost twin sense yeah the twin telepathy thing yeah I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, like, I had picked up on it uh, over the many times that I've seen this movie, but, like, that specific part, I was like, oh, my God, why am I such a dumbass? (laughs) 
really cool cool film mm-hmm. so so she's bitten chip's neck yes he's bleeding like profusely he's bitten probably his jugular yeah probably mm-hmm. so needy <laughs> so needy like because like chip and jennifer are like on the edge of like kind it's like at the wall of the pool mm-hmm. and they're all wet because beforehand yeah and then also beforehand jennifer tries to uh kiss chip again but then he refuses claiming that it's not right and then she basically takes his body and shoves it in the pool he says something about needy oh she wants him to say that she's better than needy that's what it is yeah and then he refuses to say that and so then she tries to like just super strengths him into the pool yeah and tries to um drown him yeah so then needy does this like john cena wrestlemania jump and like uh tackles jennifer Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you want to like talk about this like fight scene i can if you want me to yeah okay so so needy jumps on into the pool by the way needy looks full-on 80s she her hair is big her dress is poofy and like that like magenta pink i don't know why i felt the need to state that i just want to set the scene so she jumps in this pool right and she's she starts to like drown jennifer kind of i mean like she's a demon so can you drown her but she like she she like swims away underwater and like we don't see her surface but then needy turns and like starts to check on on chip and like she's like are you okay and he's like i'm fine like freaking out you know rightfully so and then they hear bubbles at the other end of the pool and they like know that that she's she's over there and so chip chip pulls out his his mace and like hands it to needy and then so jennifer like jumps up like out of the like not fully out of the water but she like like is there and then like her head pops up and needy sprays her with mace and she's like ah and then she vomits black again all over the two of them so basically i'm for sure thinking at this point that chip's bite wound he's definitely gonna have some necrotizing fasciitis and he's definitely gonna be so fucking contaminated if he gets to a hospital that's my only thought yeah and then so then she like so jennifer meaning she she's in the middle of the pool and she shoots straight up and she's like she's like hovering and then chip's like she can fly and then needy's like she's hovering it's not that impressive yeah starts like getting chip (laughs) over to the ladder and then it's like she's saving herself first she's putting on her own oxygen mask because she she climbs out of the ladder leaving chip in the water and i'm like that girl's bleeding so chip is trying to like you know not exert himself too much but also climb out of the fucking pool yeah well well needy and and jennifer are like they're 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 witty repartee witty repartee because it's diablo cody and there's witty repartee and then needy pisses jennifer off and she's like i am going to 
she says like i'm going to suck your soul out and shit it she's like i'm going to suck your soul out of your body and shit it out or something like that yeah something to that effect and then needy's like i thought you only did boys and then she's like i go both ways very cheesy very hilarious and then uh and then they start they start to brawl if you will oh because also whenever needy says it's not that impressive she's just hovering jennifer's like why do you undermine everything i do you know like fair um and it's just it's a very funny it's so good and then so they start to brawl jennifer bites her shoulder but she like gets away and then she like i don't know something happens and then jennifer decides to like fucking dip because I don't know. Maybe shit got too real for her. I really can't remember. Oh, uh, no. What happened was that I think Jennifer was about to lunge towards Needy and then Chip throws this pool oh, ring right, 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 into right, yeah. Jennifer's Chip stomach. Finally, yeah, Chip has finally gotten out the pool and there's like this like broken skimmer and he like as as Jennifer starts to lunge for Needy, he like stabs her right you know i would say the diaphragm area yeah it's like above the stomach below the sternum yeah and and then she's like that hurt yeah (laughs) and then she pulls it out it out of her body because after he's done this chip like collapses um he's like i've saved my lady i am done yeah and uh so then so then jennifer leaves because she has to go like heal and and it's you know it's mm-hmm. a whole thing and then so then needy like falls on the ground and she's like chip you're gonna be okay and then he's like no i'm pretty sure i already died i just woke up when i heard your voice and i was like oh that's adorable <laughs> yeah and then and, and then, then he, he dies, dies. Yeah. He, he for real dies so needy goes back to her house and regroups vowing for revenge like she changes her dress she goes Mm. into like combat boots uh sweatpants and then like kind of like a little like like a hoodie yeah hoodie hoodie thing she like goes to jennifer's room which is on the first floor of the house and needy is like standing in the like window the window yeah and like Jennifer, Jennifer looks, we've already seen this scene. Uh, we saw it at the very beginning during Needy's voiceover. But Jen- so Jennifer is like fully drained, obviously very vulnerable to a stab to the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's watching that workout guy. Uh, Tony uh, Little. Tony Little doing his, his whatever that, that not, not elliptical not treadmill thing is gazelle i yeah. believe is what they were called um doing that she's watching an infomercial on that which is the funniest thing to me and then and so jennifer senses needy and she like turns over again her stomach's all healed she's healed herself but she's very grayish looking yeah very weak so she turns over in her bed and she's just staring at the window and then finally she's like oh nothing like she's she's chickening out or something like that and so she, i think she turns on her back again and then needy just like breaks through the window then they brawl some more or like they like and there's witty exchanges again yeah and then 
Like Needy brought in a box cutter, which Jennifer yeah. is like, really a box cutter? <laughs> That's so butch of you. And then uh, and then Needy, like, she's, because Jennifer does this thing in earlier where she says, I'm Xing you out. And so Needy's like, I'm Xing you out. And she like, she she slices her stomach like in a cross situation. Just an X, not an actual like Jesus cross. Yeah. And then and then and then it's the butch that and then that pisses jennifer off so she starts to hover both of them and so they're fighting hovering in the air and they like turn over and it's it's the it's it's so funny but it fits so well in this movie the fact that they're fighting in the air because like needy can't hover like yeah. that's not an option for her so when jennifer turns over so she's like facing the bed needy has to like koala her and still try to fight yeah <laughs> and then they turn back over so jennifer's facing the ceiling and needy's facing the bed and then needy grabs she just she just yoinks their biffle necklace biff necklace uh, they have necklaces that say BFF, which they say Biff in the movie. She yoinks that off. And then that was a metaphor for, you know, taking out the heart of the demon or whatever. So Jennifer starts to fall and then, and then Needy falls after her. And then uh, Needy immediately stabs her in the heart. And the best part was that Jennifer looked down and said, my tits. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's like my tit and then uh and then needy's like no your heart and then jennifer dies and then her mother comes in this woman who we've never seen before and she's like jennifer baby is everything okay and i was like i was pretty sure she's a high schooler living alone this whole time because wow what independence does she have yeah and then like her mom just like sees she's like needy and needy like yoinks the box knife out of jennifer's body i had to i'm sorry but this was like a weird box knife because it was like all of the little blades were like like it looked it looked like a dagger like it, the blade was that long it wasn't like a normal box cutter situation but anyways yeah i mean i would say like the blade was a little longer than what normal box cutters well i mean a normal box cutter is maybe an inch long yeah it's like a little like but this is like this is at least three inches of blade yeah full-on like can stab you with it yeah i would say four i wouldn't say three anyways so her mom watches needy yoink the the knife out and then just like walks over to jennifer and starts holding her and i'm like well what an odd you're not gonna call the police yeah there's a there's she just because needy just kind of rolls over and lays next to jennifer like on her back and she's like okay i've done and i've completed my mission yeah and you're just like what in the hell oh yeah yeah it was very weird um so flash forward to present day back to the asylum needy kind of like talks about it's like oh so here i am in this asylum and then someone uh kind of like shoves like food uh, like yeah. through this like little it hole it really just looks like shredded chicken yeah and uh she's she kind of sniffs at it but she 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 talks about the fact that all of the occult books 
like in all of the the occult books they don't say what happens if you get bit by a demon and it turns out she's like but you know if if you do get bit by a demon like you you kind of inherit some of their abilities and then she kind of like she scratches her shoulder and then we see like what she's scratching and it's a scar and it's a bite mark so we know like for sure that she was bitten by a demon Mm -hmm. and then it kind of kind of pans back to see needy levitating like 20 feet in the air like oh yeah a little bit yeah and then she kind of like slowly hovers up to the window and we could see this moment and this window is like it's like a sec it's like this is a very it's a cube well it's like eight by eight type of a room but it's like two stories tall at least yeah this is a window like in the top of the of the room giving her a little light yeah so she kicks the window and escapes the asylum so she states in the voiceover um again that she gained uh jennifer's powers after she bit her and uh while she's walking down this road she finds nikolai's knife and kind of at the beginning uh they talk about how the the devil's the kettle waterfall, waterfall had this wormhole that they didn't know where it ended or it led up to and she finds the knife so that's where the end of the... the knife and all of these orange balls that like we saw like scientist guys throwing in there yeah had to try to see where it went and yeah. so like she knows that it's the same knife that was, was used, used. To kill jennifer yeah so she picks it up and gets hitchhiked uh, by this old guy uh, she asks him to take her as far east as he can and while she gets in he asks her what you know why she wants to go east and she states that she is following a band and wants to see their final nights yeah. and uh during the credits like the beginning of the credits uh it shows low shoulder now this famous band partying at an upscale hotel and it's kind of like a lot of mixed of like photographer like like photos and like kind of this like homemade yeah Yeah, homemade homemade video video and someone knocks at the door they think that it's a groupie so someone opens it and then it cuts to these crime scene photos where it's basically all the band members are dead with Nikolai stabbed with his own knife and at the very end you can see in the CCTV Needy leaving uh, the room and walking down this hallway while the band's groupies arrive and she looks up to the camera and that's where it pauses and it's like this long stare before it cuts it black mm-hmm. and that's the end of the film chef's kiss yes very good movie uh so what did you think about jennifer chuck well besides for her color guard skills i love her <laughs> uh no she's a very i don't know uh because it's like you don't you don't get that much you get enough of her as a human to kind of understand who she is 
but the demon the demon exacerbates all of like the you know the the worser qualities of the i would have like i don't know i kind of want to see what she was really like in their friendship and not just like the five minutes that we saw but man demon jennifer you gotta love a demon gotta love a pissed off demon yeah yeah i really like jennifer i think like because we mostly saw her as a demon i think megan did a really good job as a demon trapped in a phenomenal job as a demon yeah trapped inside a teenage girl Mm -hmm. all those hormones had to deal with it all oh yes good for her no i think it was perfect casting i really do oh yeah really good casting yeah i i would uh agree that it would be great to kind of learn more about their friendship before she becomes a demon yeah because um, there's like a couple we didn't talk about them but there's like a couple flashbacks from when they were like really little like six years old and like we're first like becoming friends but i would have liked to see like even like a month prior like yeah like just more more of that present time yeah more just like jennifer using needy instead of just being a friend because i think that would kind of like really explain what she really was like before she became a demon yeah um so yeah uh what did you think about needy i'm a fan amanda Seyfried was safe right Seyfried was able to play her in this way that when she's with chip she really is just like an innocent high schooler you know and then turn around turn it around and also try to be like the defender of her best friend and like then turn it again to be you know the 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 narrator the the i'm in an asylum and here's why very good i do like needy just like as a whole she because i do like i love i love a ride or die bitch i really do and i like that she was able to be like oh you're not my friend i need to kill you so you stop using her body yeah good for her yeah i do love her mom too i love her mom because i also say hard-ass mama bear because i forgot about ford tough but man when uh when what's her ass the one that i love that i can't remember her name right now amy sedaris yes uh she when she she they have this conversation and um in it and amy sedaris is like listen i am a i am a hard-ass ford tough mama bear but there will come a day where I won't be able to to come when you call for me or something like that and and of course you know like that happens and then she kills jennifer jennifer's demon but um yeah you know uh man i love i love i love a an independent teenager with a single mom just trying to do shit right gotta love it yeah yeah i really do like needy i really liked her character development yeah because in the beginning she's kind of like this very shy uh girl girl yeah who has like a very popular um, friend friend yeah and it's like a very odd thing to see because usually popular girls don't hang out with 
you know, people like Needy. So it was really interesting. And just like when she realized that uh, Jennifer kills Chip, then she's like, fuck this, <laughs> fuck Jennifer, I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And just becomes this like, yep, I'm going to do this on my own. Independent woman, going to kill this demon. Let's do this. Yeah. Love yeah. her. Yeah, and I also really liked the relationship between her and Chip. It really was like oh genuine. Oh my god. It was so yeah, it was so sweet. I I they were like little high school sweethearts that you want to succeed in life. Like you want them to to like you want them to affect you, you Corey and Topanga. Yeah. You you want them to be together. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about Chip? I thought he was adorable. I really did. I I especially like for that time like high school boys were not written to be in in my opinion real like that I do think that there was an air of real quality just like again having been in high school at that time like I knew boys like that I mean they weren't having sex because we were all good Christian people who weren't fornicating but like I knew, I knew guys like that. And, and it was, it was nice to see like my friends at the time in a movie, because that is, you never see those guys in high school movies, but he's adorable. That's what I feel about Chip. What do you feel about Chip? Uh, I really liked his 2009 Justin Bieber haircut going on. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But I would say, like, it wasn't, it didn't make the film outdated. Like, even though it has, like, a very, like, specific era haircut going on, Mm -hmm. it was still, it still makes it, like, classic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I do agree. Like I've experienced uh, boys when I was in high school because I think at the time I was <laughs> going I've into boys like that in high school. Because <laughs> like at this time, I think I was just finishing up freshman year and going into sophomore year, mm-hmm. and already have one ex boyfriend underneath my belts. So like, I kind of like, was like, yeah, like I, I've experienced boys like that where they're very nice, very understood what consent was before Mm -hmm. you had to teach what consent was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, very ahead of its time. Yeah. Pretty good. Great role model for, you know, Mm -hmm. for upcoming teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about other characters like are there any other characters you want to talk about uh no I mean I already uh I feel like well I've already talked about Amy Sedaris and then as we were talking I I I feel like I've I I said what I felt about about many of the other characters so cool I'm okay I have Um, I have no comments unless you want me to riff on something you're gonna say no i mean like i think like i have covered the characters i wanted to talk about like mm-hmm. outside of um the th- top three <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so what did you think of the movie overall i love it and dude it does hold up it holds up which is so rare for a horror movie in my opinion to like for real hold up like because i feel like horror movies to a degree just become comedies most of the time 
because of how silly they are like scream for example like oh yeah i'm pretty sure people thought that that stuff was you know i think it was supposed to be scary and funny but yeah i I thought it was a lot more scary than than funny and i i mean now it's just funny yeah yeah i think like wes craven wanted to make fun of the tropes of like scary movies i was like oh if someone's leaving they're gonna get killed you know Mm -hmm. type of thing yeah um but yeah i totally understand i really do feel like that this is a classic already like i think that it it didn't really have any moments that it would make it outdated you know after like 10 more years I feel people are still going to watch this film and I think there's probably going to be more people that are going to discover this gem of a film yeah and I do agree with a couple of articles I've read that if this was made today it would be a hit (laughs) yeah you know yeah I I feel that way about so many things Mm -hmm. Ugh. yeah it's it's just they should like re-release it or something i would go see it in theaters for (laughs) sure oh yeah i'd break i'd break my not going to theater rule right now to go to go to the theater to watch jennifer's body yeah that'd be cool that'd be amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah i really do agree that it was ahead of its time and Mm -hmm. highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't seen it go watch it I think it's on Hulu right now under stars. Yeah, so you have to have a stars prescription. Prescription? <laughs> Subscription. <laughs> or just call me and I'll lend you my DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, there is an unrated uh, version where it does have a sex scene in it that's very classy sex scene it's very classy <laughs> what which, who was the sex scene with i think it was wasn't it between jennifer and needy i don't know oh i thought you had the unrated one i do but i watched the theatrical version for this um. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll have to watch the, the unrated version <laughs> Yeah, they said that they they added like five minutes, and one of like the major scenes was the sex scene. But it's a classy sex scene. It's not okay. like over. No, well, I'll have to watch the unrated version. I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> so that is it for this episode. Uh, if you like this episode, review, like, follow, uh, share it to your friends and family members. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram at JNM uh, underscore podcasts uh, for updates and just, you know, episode release post. If you have any ideas or suggestions, you can email us at J-A-N-D-M podcasts at gmail.com. Uh, Elise, do you want any Instagram plugins or anything? I have nothing this time. Okay cool i have nothing to promote i'm sorry no worries i should be more active but i've just been so bogged down with my job and not my creative whatever whatever i mean it's totally fine because it is may so it's like you're dealing with like the end of the school year and everything so yeah no worries
so yeah, thank you, Elise, for participating. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And we'll see you guys next week for future episodes. Bye. Goodbye.